Welcome to the Fused Fitness Formula, where we share information and motivation from people just like you, our coaches, and medical and fitness professionals, so that you can have all the tools you need to create healthy habits that fit into your lifestyle and set you up for success. Hey, Fit Fam, on today's Fused Fitness Formula, Coach Sarah and myself are going to be discussing the biggest change that you need to make in order to lose fat. And we want to talk about this today because I think overall that's something that most people are looking to achieve, especially when they start out on their journey, at least on the surface level. And then once you kind of dig deeper into the why, it's for a lot of different reasons. And it could just be, you know, something as much as being more confident, gaining energy, being able to play with their kids, uh, being able to score a date. So whatever it is, I think it starts here at the, I need to, I need to lose weight. I need to lose fat. And, and it kind of just goes from there. So, mm-hmm. right. That's been your experience, Sarah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I would say most people, many people. Um, and of course, like, you know, there are exceptions. A lot of people are trying to lose fat. Um, based on just like the world that we're living in, right? Especially in, in the country that we're living in, it's very common for us to be either underactive. Um, it's very common for us to overeat. Like it's it's sort of like the easier easier path to take, right? Interesting. Do you think that? Do you think that's like? I feel like the diet industry is so geared towards undereating. Well, some some brands and companies are about like massive calorie deficits, like a thousand calories a day, super Mm -hmm. unhealthy, like on the opposite side of the pendulum. So you think that there's a tendency to overeat as the easy way out. Yeah. And I I feel like that, that like kind of sounds like I'm shaming people for overeating, which like we all do and I do as well. So that's not where I'm coming from. What I'm saying is that like the, the environment that most of us find ourselves in, most of us are working desk jobs, right? Most of us are, um, either, you know, most Americans don't have a consistent exercise routine. Um, and that's because like, we don't really learn that from a young age. Um, it's not necessarily taught to us in school, right? We don't learn, um, the basics of even nutrition, you know, like what calories even really mean. Maybe it's taught a little bit. Um, but I think like overall on on the society level, um, why do that? Why does the diet industry exist in the first place? That's the problem they're attacking is people overeating, you know, emotional eating, feeling, um, like they don't have control over their eating or their exercising. Um, and I feel like they kind of give very, they, the diet industry, right? Many of these companies, these programs give very aggressive solutions to these problems because that's how people get results and they get results quickly. Because if you st- are eating half the calories you were eating before, yeah, you're going to lose some weight. Um, but where does that end, right? Yeah. Yeah. What happens when you kind of get back into a less guided version of whatever program you're doing or whatever. And we always say how it's more of a band-aid solution than it is the foundational, you know, uh, you said something to me once that was just like always stuck with me, but um, just building a foundation on rock versus sand. So mm-hmm. that's where we're, we're, we're going to kind of talk about today. And so I want to hear your take. Um, I think that depending on the trainer, everyone's going to give you, depending on the trainer, you could get different 
versions of the same answer or you can get something completely different. So I think it's important mm-hmm. when people work with somebody, a trainer, a coach, a paid professional, or they're following somebody on Instagram. It's not just for, you know, it's not just aesthetically. We all have different values. We're driven by different values. And it's important that you find someone to work with that speaks to you and your values. Totally. So on that note, what do you think the biggest change that one might need to make in order to lose fat should be? Okay. So my answer to this question comes from first and foremost, my own experience, how I like transform my body. Um, and also based on all the work I've done with other people, right? Where I, and I would say that you probably agree, see the most change in people. Um, and that is, to start to learn how to implement a resistance training routine, right? So strength training where you're using weights of some sort. Um, and that doesn't have to be put into a box, right? That doesn't have to be like powerlifting. That doesn't have to be like CrossFit. That doesn't have to be like bodybuilding. That is real. I'm speaking generally here, right? Like you pick up a pair of weights, you're moving them around. They're not excessively heavy, but you do it consistently a few times per week and you learn how to do the movements correctly. That is, I would say, my number one piece of advice to anybody who's trying to lose fat, right? We all start from a different place. So you could be somebody who's been lifting for years, right? That puts you in a different position to see a certain type of result than somebody who's never picked up a weight in their life. So we all have like our starting point um, when we decide, hey, I want to lose some fat, right? Whether that's 10 pounds, whether that is 50, 100 pounds. I believe, right, and and this comes, like, when you look at sort of, like, the science of this, um, when you lift weights, you are building your body, right? And, and this was a huge mindset thing for me because I was somebody who would, like, go to the gym in high school, right? I'd hit up, like, Planet Fitness. Um, I'd hit up my college gym, and I would go on, like, the stepper, right, or the the treadmill and just bang out, like, 30 minutes an hour, and I would just like to see that number of calories, you know, that, like, it tells you, and you're like, okay, I can leave, because I've hit, like, I don't know, 300 calories, or whatever it might be. Um, I didn't really understand the value in looking at exercise from the perspective of building versus burning. I was always trying to burn, because that's kind of what, like, you know, I would read in Seventeen Magazine, or whatever, like, right, you know, how to burn the most calories, like, whatever. And that's not to say that there isn't value in burning calories. In fact, we have to burn calories if we want to lose fat. Um, But when you can start looking at exercise, and this is what resistance training did for me, right? It was like the conduit. It was the tool that I used to learn this lesson in terms of my mindset um, was that when when you start lifting weights, um, that is the best way to shape your body. When we think about like the results we want, right? Most of us, like if you you know, you ask somebody who's maybe who wants to lose 50 pounds, like, you know, what does your ideal body look like? It probably doesn't necessarily look like just a smaller version of the shape they're in. Most of us want to look more toned, have lean muscle, um, you know, look leaner in general. And resistance training is such a great tool in helping that. It's also a great tool in you actually building your metabolism. When you do only cardio, um, you maybe you lose fat, right? Maybe you lose some weight. Um, and the less you weigh the, I don't want to say slower your metabolism is, but like the, you burn fewer calories just existing for the day, right? Like your basal metabolic rate is going to be lower, the smaller you are. Um, but when you are resistance training, you are able to 
build your metabolism because your body is learning to break down and build muscle. Um, and you know, that, that's where that sort of like weight, that scale piece comes in where you might not see big changes in terms of your weight. Um, but your body is, is shaping differently. Like you're losing inches, your waist is coming in, um, you're building your arms, maybe you're building your butt. Um, so your metabolism, you're not driving down the amount of calories that you can eat to maintain your weight or your body. Um, you're actually building that and you can maintain your body and look better eating more calories. So that like that concept was completely unknown to me. And I think it's unknown to many people um, before they start resistance training. Um, it's, it's so common, especially like when we're working with women, right. To see people who really want to get that burn. Like you want to sweat, you want to, um, see like, see the number on your, like I, uh, your Apple watch or whatever, be like super high calorie burning. Right. Um, and that's great. There's a time and a place for that. But when you can sort of like shift the focus onto the actual effective workout, right. And I would say probably starting with resistance training, if you're going from zero times per week, maybe two times per week, upping that to three and then maybe even four, right. Like that is such a key piece. That was a key piece for me. And I've seen it in so many people in transforming my body into what I want to look like. Yeah. I was going to ask you too, because, well, first and foremost, like so spot on so many people come to us and, and have the notion that like they need to do more cardio. That's the first thing. Well, I need to, I know what I need. I need to do more cardio because that's how I've lost weight in the past. And mm-hmm. that's going to kind of segue into my answer in a little bit, but I think, um, you know, what you said really is important because the burning versus building shift is where it's all at. And just Mm -hmm. the way that our body is metabolizing when we break down those muscles that we're using through repetition and rebuilding, that's actually burning more calories for a longer sustained period than the calorie burn that we see in a cardio class or cardio based workout, because you're burning in the moment, uh, your muscles do not need as long to repair after because it's more of a cardiovascular respiratory mm-hmm. exertion. So it's really important to keep that in mind that maybe you're not seeing that calorie burn. And honestly, if you're getting a good resistance training workout in, you will still see the same calorie burn. Yes, but, you're 100% right. But if you're not starting at that level, it might not be there just yet. A um, couple of things I want to talk about, though. So first and foremost being, um, you know, we're talking about making the changes that you that you need to lose fat, and you have someone that's that swears by cardio and fears lifting because of how their body composition might change. For instance, mm-hmm. the I don't want to lift too heavy because I don't want to look like a dude. What do you say to that person? I would say um, so. I think there's a really big misunderstanding on like how much how hard you have to work and how much food you have to consume to build your body to the point where you are going to look like overbuilt now of course like that's me sort of generalizing here because I don't know what people consider manly right maybe people might look at me or you and be like that's way too much muscle right like we all have a different idea of what like we think looks great that's 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 what makes the world go round like all our different tastes Um, however, if you like, generally speaking, if you are afraid of looking like, I don't know, people will say manly, right? Like bulky, that is not going to happen unless you spend months 
in a caloric surplus, meaning you're eating more calories than you're um, burning and like training super, super consistently pretty heavily. Um, so generally that I will say to people, like, don't take this the wrong way, but I don't think that you will be working hard enough to look that way. You know what I mean? Um, and it doesn't take like so, so much effort to see the changes that we want to see. I think people sort of like jump, especially if you don't have any experience with resistance training, you jump in your mind to like, you see somebody with a barbell, um, and they're super muscular, right? You see like, like a CrossFitter or someone on Instagram and you're like, assume like, that's what you're going to look like. Um, but like those, that person has been working out for years, right? Like you, it's your job to focus on building the foundation, making this, the smaller changes, implementing some sort of baseline routine. You will see, I guarantee you every single time you will see changes that you like just from like you implementing like the, the kind of like doing the least here, the, the most basic routine of beginning resistance training will not make you look bulky. Like I just, I can't reiterate it enough. It's not going to make you look bulky. So what about if you had somebody that you're sitting down with and of course it's going to be different because everyone's starting in a different place, Mm -hmm. but someone who swears by again, either cardio or they just haven't worked out before. And you're like, this is what you need to do to lose fat. You need to start resistance training. Give us some ways that somebody can start training tomorrow and you did mention just before like small changes and also two to three times a week you know what would you tell a person sitting down with you having a conversation who wants to lose fat how many times per week what's the ideal what is the time frame what type of movements um not a specific a specific modality but more like what what's just a good place to start is what I'm trying to say with, mm-hmm. in a lot of words. <laughs> so a good place to start is to honestly, like if you are somebody who has some, I guess you're talking about somebody with no experience, right? So like you want to learn how to move correctly before you move with weight. That would be my biggest advice here, right? So like if you find that your body is very tight, like you have no ankle mobility, um, your hips are super tight, you try to do a squat and you get like, you know, a third of the way down, I would say you should probably address your movement first, right? So, so that doesn't mean you have to be perfect and be like the most flexible and mobile person on the planet here. But for you to see the best results with your resistance training, you want to be able to get mostly full ranges of motion. Um, in terms of the actual exercises that you want to begin, I would say start with foundational movements. All right. And I would probably like also disclaim all of this as like, I would probably talk to a trainer first, um, doesn't mean you have to like sign up for personal training with somebody, but like if there's somebody you know of somebody, um, you know, maybe you know somebody who works with somebody or you just have a friend who trains, who has a basic knowledge, like that can also be a resource for you. Um, so if you really don't know where to begin, I would say definitely talk to somebody beforehand. Um, what, what I've seen people do is right. Like they kind of just start on a plan or they, they start like some sort of workout um, and then they go too hard and they hurt themselves. Right. Like we've, we've seen injuries. It's not fun. I know how it feels to be injured myself, you know, as well. Um, When you start to either load too much weight or you're doing movements incorrectly, you're putting yourself in a compromised position. So I always like to begin with like, don't, if you really don't know what you're doing, try to find somebody who can help beforehand. But once you do begin, I would say definitely begin with your, like your basic compound movements, right? So that's going to be your squats your deadlifts, your overhead pressing, your bench pressing, 
like you're going to get the most bang for your buck with those movements. And those are also great movements for you to learn and then be able to sort of do for like the rest of your life. Yes, it's fun to do something fancy. I'm a fan of quote unquote functional training and and getting a little bit more creative in the ways I move my body. Um, But I do believe that most of us should be learning the main, you know, movement patterns, those big lifts to start. And that doesn't have to be with a barbell, right? You can learn those things with a dumbbell, I would say even start with body weight, with a dowel, with bands. That's going to be your basis of your programming, I think, for it to be most effective. Because those are the movements that you're using multiple muscle groups, right? Um, you're, you're talking about like that, that sort of like caloric effect of, of muscle building that you're going to get the most for, from those movements, right? Like where you're, you're breaking down um, muscle from your squat, right? You're breaking down muscles in your lower body, your upper body, your core, because you're working all of those muscles to perform that movement versus something simpler, like, you know, like say a biceps curl, which is more of an isolation movement. Um, I think those are great to incorporate as well, but I would say base your training off of those bigger movements because that's going to help you move better and feel better like throughout your life, right? When you're picking shit off the ground, when you're like going for a walk, when you're picking up your kid. Exactly. Um, that, that stuff helps you move. That stuff really helps you move. And then, you know, when you get more specific, right, like it all depends on your goal. So you're, 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 what am I trying to say here? Like the, the way you train should be commensurate with your goal. So if your goal is to sort of like, just get more toned, lose some fat, you don't have to be doing, you know, super specific bodybuilding, like, you know, rotational biceps curl to hit that one like little piece of your bicep because you want it to be shaped a certain way. You know, you're trying to shape your whole body and just like get some some baseline results. Um, you can get down into the nitty gritty once you start progressing and you get closer to where you want to be. Um, but I would say start with the basics, you know, like big rocks are always your safest bet for starting with anything. I love that. Yeah, I think that's really important. And and like, if you really don't know, and you're like, very apprehensive, totally hire somebody to work with. It's so worth it. This is a conversation I have with people all the time about, you know, what's the alternative? What's the alternative? You go to back to the gym that you were at, or, you know, obviously the gyms don't exist at the moment in New York, but <laughs> you just go back to the routine that you were in and you, you say the same, that's the alternative. You don't get, get the results that you want because you're doing the same type of training. So if you're not sure about what to do and you really want to make sure because it is, it is a foundation. So putting the time, the energy, the financial investment in, in the beginning is Mm -hmm. so worth it just to get that good foundation. It totally is. Even if it's just to learn, you know, the basics, it's like when you sign up to work with somebody, it doesn't have to be forever. You can go into it thinking, okay, I'm going to learn what I need to learn and then work the rest on my own. I mean, we've seen people, you know, they start off like, the idea of just like a hinge, right? A hip hinge movement is so foreign. And then, you know, now like we, I'm thinking of one person in particular, like a year later, she's got like a beautiful deadlift, right? Like it, it, it's, it's all a learning curve. Like don't be discouraged starting out. I know it can be scary. Starting anything new is scary because it's kind of this like unknown, but you have so much to gain in terms of just the health of your movement and like how toned your body looks. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I mean, like, and that kind of goes into what I would say, the biggest change that needs to be made in order to lose fat is honestly, and it's not like I, your answer is like bomb because it's a tactical thing. And I think people like that to apply and everyone's searching for the magic pill and like <laughs> this intermittent fasting work and how mm-hmm. does it work? And, you know, keto and getting your body into a fat burning state, ketosis or whatever. Like those are all, those are all great 
tools to help mm-hmm. you get to a place where you want to be if it fits your values and it fits your lifestyle long term. And we can get into that in another podcast episode. But I think for me, the most important thing that needs to change is just your perspective around losing fat. Like your mm-hmm. mindset has to change in order for it to work for you. Because like you just said, strength training, a lot of people come to us with this notion that cardio is the answer. And they're so reluctant to do strength training that they either A, won't do it, or B, you know, you have to like, you have to keep getting them excited to do it or whatever, just to get them to get to the result that they're looking for, just inch closer as like, see, Mm -hmm. I told you so. See, like, not see, I told you so in your face, but more like, see, this is, this is helpful. This is how you do it. This is how we do it. And this is how we've helped other people do it too. Um, So I would say like, even though it's not the sexiest of answers, I remember for my personal journey, when I decided that I needed to make a change, I was about, well, now I was, I was about 20 pounds heavier than I am now, but I lost about 30 pounds in the beginning from college to, you know, some point at some point in my journey. And, um, the way I did it was just like, I had a very open mind. I had an open mind to training. I was just excited to start implementing healthier, healthier habits. And I really honestly started out by making very small changes that didn't impact me that much to the point where I felt like I was totally restricting myself and wasn't having fun. And -hmm. without having the open mind and proper being in like the proper headspace, it that's we're talking about foundational tools here and that's something that will allow you to see results long term instead of feeling like like when people use the words I can't eat that I'm not allowed to eat that that's bad versus Mm -hmm. that's good having those little shifts in thoughts and in actions really makes a big difference so if you're the type of person who's obsessed with cardio and thinks that that's the only way do cardio three days a week and then do strength training too. So you're not giving up the thing that you love and Mm -hmm. you're also doing something else. You're, you're having an open mind to try strength training or to try something different. Can you like pinpoint or think about like what caused you to have that, that switch in your mindset? You said you started like making these small changes. You started looking at it as like, you know, I don't have to be like doomed to dieting and just feeling like shit when I'm trying to make a change. Like, was there something that happened or something you did that caused that, that shift? Yeah, I can paint the picture perfectly. So I was just starting out a full-time job and I used that as an opportunity to create a better routine and a schedule for myself. And it changed, like it changed as my, my schedule changed a little bit, but I had options, which was good. Um, where I was working was conveniently located next to a gym and I knew I had a certain an hour for lunch. So like I wasn't going to go buy lunch every day and not, and not know what I was putting into my mouth, even if I ordered it. Cause you don't know how they're prepping. So I would make my food the night before or the morning of, um, and you know, of course, like I don't, I don't have kids, so it might be a little bit more challenging for a mom or a really busy adult entrepreneur uh, you know, a millennial taking classes, juggling a social life, all these people that we really work with. Um, but the, at the end of the day, if you put the time up front, cause even now I struggle with that, right. I'll prep for months, not, not months. I'll prep for the week 
mm-hmm. literally on Sunday or Monday and I'm set for the week. Um, so to answer your question, for me, there were a couple things. One was having a solid routine, knowing that I had a schedule to stick to at work that I wouldn't have like tons of time to be eating or whatever. I always mm-hmm. had snacks packed because if I didn't have snacks, then and I went into the kitchen area like and there were always bagels like shit was going down. So <laughs> always had some snacks packed. I also had snacks in my desk in case I ever forgot any to pack any snacks. And then the other thing that was a huge catalyst for me was um, once I got into a solid work routine with with eating, my eating was on point, my nutrition was on, my nutrition changes were small. I wasn't, you know, avoiding certain foods. I was just making sure that the things I packed were healthier options. Like if I was packing, you know, a salad, it was still packed with protein. Or if I had like rice and a protein and a veggie, like it really wasn't drastic. I was taking foods that I I really truly enjoy eating, putting them together in a meal and bringing that to work with me. And the same thing with snacks and just incorporating a little bit more protein into my day and training more. So making sure that I found things that I actually enjoyed doing, whether it was strength training, if it was a cycling class once a week, a kickboxing class once a week, and then maybe like two days of full body strength training. Um, And then after a while, it actually transitioned into CrossFit from there. And just really falling in love with my workouts from before that, like literally from the time I started working out, doing cycling, kickboxing, strength training. The Mm -hmm. other thing that was huge for me. So, and I'll kind of um, summarize this in a second. The other thing that was huge for me was one of my coworkers. She had done a physique show and she was a huge, huge uh, mentor for me back in the day. She showed me a lot, like the ins and outs of the gym. She showed me, it, it made me confident. And that's huge because I, I did conditioning, strength and conditioning in college for cheerleading, but mm-hmm. it was still just like, it was different. You know, like you're in there with your team, you get to like mess around, you have your workout, uh, the trainer shows you what to do. This is like a full gym floor. I was really super intimidated and she totally took me under her wing, showed me tons of different movements to do, included me in her workouts because she knew I was serious. And that's the worst thing too. When someone's like, Hey, can I train with you? And they just like mess around. Like they're not Mm. taking it seriously. They're not committed. And it makes you more frustrated. Um, So she was super helpful in that way too. So for me, the three things that were a big catalyst to answer your question was utilizing the fact that I would be on a new routine. So creating a schedule is one. Uh, number two was making small changes, which is what we tell people all the time, small changes that you enjoy making and that fit into your lifestyle. I would say number three is having the guidance from somebody. And I wouldn't even say she was accountability. Like if I didn't want to show up, she wasn't going to make me show up. I had to be there because I wanted to be there. You know, like I was taking time out of her workouts for her to show me stuff. So, Mm -hmm. um, she, that, that was another thing, having the guidance and to help me build my confidence knowing what I was doing and then finding what I love and taking the time to find what I love, having the open mind to be like, I'm going to try this and see how my body responds. And if I even like it, I can't tell you how many people I, that I speak to or end up working with are like, yeah, I'm going to run. And I'm like, do you, do you, are you running? Cause you like to run or Mm -hmm. are you running because you think that that's what's going to help you burn fat and lose weight? Cause there's a very big difference. And if you don't 
love what you're doing. And I don't mean love like a hundred percent of the time. I'm talking like 85% of the time. Um, if you don't love what you're doing, it's going to be hard to keep it consistent long-term. That is so true. And that I would say would be my like number two answer when you asked me this question. And it kind of feeds into my answer of resistance training because I learned, I fell in love with it. And that's, I learned, like, I, I didn't know there was an exercise modality that, or whatever that could like really make me look forward to every time I was going to do it. I mean, not every time, like you said, 85%. And it's something that like you really enjoy and it, it just like becomes a really big rock in your life. Um, learning to, to love something instead of just like accepting defeat of like exercise is something that I just have to do and I'm never going to like it. Like, I, I think we're so quick to put fitness in a box and we've talked about this before. Um, but there are so many things that you can do. And if, like you're saying, if you have, you can take on this mindset of just being open to things, you know, a lot of us have ju- judgments about a lot of different types of things, myself included, right? Like, you know, I, there are certain things that people do that I, you know, my, I instantly kind of just like judge and I'm like, no, you know what? Like that works for some people. So I have no business judging that maybe it doesn't work for me, but being able to be open-minded enough to say, Hey, I'm going to give this a try and you might fall in love with it. Yeah, definitely. I think that that's huge. And that's what I would say, because if you're, if you have the open mind and you, and you just have the mindset to make a change in that way, to try new things. There's one client I'm thinking of in particular, when she came to us, she was beside herself. She was in such a bad place, like with, within her body, her body image and mentally. And, um, she, oh, her, what she did her whole life up until that point, And she was just around 50, which another reason why I love the story, because you don't have to be, I think a lot of people kind of think a certain tip has shale, a certain ship has sailed. Um, and mm-hmm. she was so against the idea of, of strength training, like, did not want to do it because she was a runner. And I was like, listen, what's the alternative? Like you're not in a happy place right now. Give this a try. See what it does for you. And the same thing when it came to nutrition, her habits just weren't, they weren't supportive of, you know, her goal was to just feel better and lose weight. And and a normal person looking at this person would look at her and think, you know, she doesn't even have any weight to lose. She's tiny. She's petite. Mm Mm-hmm. She lost about 15 pounds uh, from working with us. And, and because she tried, she did eventually have the open mind to incorporate certain foods into her diet that she didn't, she did not eat before or love before. And now she eats more and more of them because that's just her new norm. And also just strength training. It's just, that's also a new norm. And that's helped her body see tremendous transformation, especially at her age, you know? Uh, And that's huge because, if she didn't have that open mind and, and, you know, it wasn't an easy change at first and now there's no going back for this person. So if you have that, just being open to trying new things, seeing what you truly enjoy doing, incorporating some of what you know is going to work for you. And that's another thing, you know, different things work for different people or respond in different ways. So absolutely, yeah, I think that, you know, that's definitely important along with tactical things like strength training. Of course, there's certain things that we need to do nutrition wise that are going to help us burn more fat, fueling mm-hmm. our body with the right nutrients, more protein, if, especially if we're strength training, um, more water and um, to replenish our muscles and the cells that create our muscles and all that good stuff too. Like that's all very tactical. And I love those tools. 
I think that in order for those tools to be the most effective, it has to start with how we perceive fat loss to begin with. Yeah, I agree. And I think you can come to operate from a place instead of like, oh, I hate my body. I need to change it. Like you're operating from a place of like, I actually really love my body. Um, and like, I want to take care of it. And I'm, I'm like, I'm growing through this. Um, that's not like an overnight change for most people because especially women, most of us start from a place of like looking in the mirror and finding that spot that we hate, like right under our butt. Like we, we store fat there or like in our lower stomach or in the back of our arms. We're like, I just can't lose this. This is so gross. But then when you can start making that mindset shift, like you're having, right. Um, and, and I think too, like a lot of times people kind of go into it and the idea of mindset can be overwhelming, right. Cause like everybody and their brother is like, you know, mindset, mindset, but you don't have to be like in the perfect mindset to start like doing the tactical things here. Right. I think a lot of times, I think mindset does come first in a lot of ways, but don't try to, I think a lot of us do, right. We wait till the perfect moment. We're like, you know, once I get through the, these next few weeks of work, once I'm in a better headspace, it's like, okay, that day usually doesn't come when your mindset is like pristine. Um, so taking action while trying to make those mindset changes, right. Noticing your thoughts, asking yourself, why am I feeling this way? when I, I see this food or when I look in the mirror or when I see myself in a bikini in a picture, starting to unpack these thoughts you're having while also implementing something like starting strength training, starting to make small nutrition changes, bringing those snacks to work, right? Like those things go hand in hand. It doesn't have to be like the chicken or the egg thing where one has to happen for the other two. You just start noticing your thoughts and making small changes. And I think that's like really the best way to get started. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, something that you just said, usually we'll start from a place of um, almost like lack where we're looking at our bodies mm-hmm. or we're looking at how we feel and we're like, holy shit, how do I let myself get to this? And then we're start, we're already starting from a downward spiral and like we're in a rabbit hole. We're just digging ourselves deeper. And, and it's important to step into making a change, strength training or having an open mind to start a strength training program, having a open mind to make little changes and understand that it did not usually take you, you know, 30 days or, you know, at least like 21 day fixes. Like it didn't take you 21 days to get to a place where you're unhappy in your body and your skin. It's going to take you longer than 21 days to get you out of that. So you have to start somewhere. And whether that's incorporating strength training, making small changes to your, your routine, to your nutrition, those things are what's going to definitely help you get the, you know, see the change that you really want to say a hundred percent do you have any other input um oh I, I could like talk about this for days but I better not so maybe we should end <laughs> it here <laughs> okay <laughs> maybe we'll touch base on it again then in a future app because I think it's just important to it's one of those things that you need to hear over and over again you know like it's not something that you just hear once and you're like okay I got this because then you start making the changes you might not be where you you think and that's something I could talk about for D is like mm. how we'll make changes. And we think that we think that we need to be somewhere where we're, that we're not, you know, because we're putting the effort in now we're making changes and we're not where we want to be. And, and then it just kind of like, I don't know, it just like shakes you. You're like, what the hell, man? Like I'm doing the work. Why am I not getting the results? So, but yeah. you're right. We'll stop there. Um, but yeah, thank you for, thank you for your input, Sarah. And, you know, if anybody wants help with a strength training program, we do offer online personal 
personal programs, one-on-one programs where we do give you the foundational tools that you need to start developing a solid and sound strength training program and based on your goals. But also there's so many other resources out there too. It's just really important to find somebody that you jive with and that you feel comfortable with working, you feel comfortable working with. And um, yeah, we're always here for you guys. If there is anything in particular that you want to hear us talk about, please let us know. We'd love to discuss it.